All right. Hey, this is K.A. and Eddie J., and you're now listening to the In the Trenches podcast. And we are joined again by our special guest, Keisha. And the mission for this episode is discrimination law. Challenge number one is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Challenge number two is what it's like being a discrimination attorney. And challenge number three is how do I know if I have a case and what it's like classified as evidence? So, um, Keisha, basically, um, your loadout, you kind of gave us your loadout last episode. Uh, You gave us like your hobbies, where you went to school, but we didn't ask, where are you from? Ooh, I am from Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay, because there's one in South Carolina too, so I was just going to ask for clarification. There is, yeah, there's one in South Carolina, right? Don't ask me. I don't know. (laughs) No, that's Greensville. I think that's Greensville. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So, why Charlotte? And how long have you been here? <clears throat> okay. So the firm that I'm working at right now, I actually interned there for mm-hmm. two full years. In, during school? During school. Jesus During the mercy. summer. And then they would shoot me an email during the school year. Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Mm-hmm. And I would do it for some little side cash during the school year. Side cash. Oh, that's side dope. Cash. And then it just turned into full-time employment. So um, when I graduated. How'd you find them? Through a professor. Oh, nice. Oh, that's yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's the job that brought me there, brought me here. Mm-hmm. And you know, I want to pause. I didn't have any professor help me like that. Mine did. My freshman year, uh, he actually he worked at my first job and he wrote my letter of recommendation for my internship. I wonder why I didn't get anything. <clears throat> what do y'all think it is? You wasn't networking with him like that. Gotta, I mean, no, I'm a socializer. Right? No, but you gotta like. Community. Okay, so my thing is, this was my chemistry professor. I had a hundred in this class. Mm. So let's 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 address this. Okay. So for the listeners out there who are currently in school and trying to land a job or whatnot, <laughs> network with your professors because they I have connections. So basically, what you what I'm hearing is you're kissing ass. Pimp. No, not necessarily. Like my thing was, <laughs> Keisha, will you kiss? A little. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but what are you going to say? Because I was just going to say, I had a hundred, oh, sorry, I had two classes uh, from him, chemistry 101 and 102. I had hundreds in both classes. And there were a group of students from my same high school and we all got hundreds. So he knew us by name. Like at the end of the test, um, he would always give out pencils for people who made the highest grade. And it was the <laughs> same people going up, going up. So he, he knew my name, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, hey, I got this internship. Would you mind writing a letter of recommendation? He's like, oh, I used to work there. And I was like, oh, that's pretty dope gave it boom got hired mm. well I, I don't know what it was about me I, I i guess i just don't give off that vibe i don't know no okay so one thing that i know i definitely used to do is i would just troll down the professors like the hallway and at first they'd be like oh what do you want and i'd be like just coming to say hi how are you doing today and use you, those office hours you, you treat them like people because they are people and don't only come to them when you want something. Yeah. Sometimes I would come by with a bag of candy. I'm like, oh, I just have this candy in my hand. You want See, something? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you just, it's about, I don't like, um, well, a mentor recently told me, don't focus on networking, focus on relationship building. Yeah. And that's what you need to fo- focus on. That's how I feel about my clients and it's paying off. Absolutely. It's paying off. Absolutely. I didn't do that with the professors. Not a, I'm not a professor slut, but I am a client slut. It, you go far when you're right. investing people around you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, so what is your motivation for becoming a discrimination lawyer? Just because we all have like our little stories on why we chose to go Ooh. into the fields that we did. Okay, that's a really, really good question. Was it a movie? 
No. It was it a life experience? It was a class. A class? In law school, and it was a professor. Like, so... So it, you didn't realize you wanted to be an attorney until you were actually in law school? I knew I wanted to be an attorney because I, I shadowed my father and I was like, I want to help. How old were you? How old was I when I shadowed him? A fetus, when, when basically. We, no, no. When, <laughs> <laughs> you, that's true. But when you decided that you wanted to be an attorney? Ooh, I would say like a sophomore, junior. High school? In uh, college. Oh, wow. Well, what made you pick your major though? What made me? That's what I'm saying. We're trying to go to the origin story. Oh, okay. All right. Freshman year, I was a biology major. Wow. You and went to medical school. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. Um, and then I failed biology. <laughs> <laughs> I got an F. Okay. And I was like, all these labs. It's for the birds. I, I, was, a stu- I was a student athlete. I was mm-hmm. a division one student athlete. Oh, that's I something else. It's, you don't have time. No. It's like a job. It's like a job. I did not have time for to study things that I really knew nothing about. I did not know the, what is it, the periodic table? Is that what it's called? Yeah. The table contents. I didn't know any, any of that. And then trying to balance the social life. I didn't know. So I was like, I got to switch majors. So I became a psychology major. I was like, all right, we're kind of respectable. Maybe I can do something with it. And then I shot up my father and I was like, I want to help people in the way he helps people, but not exactly Mm -hmm. what he does. I don't know if I want this type of clientele. Not that there's anything wrong with them. I just knew that I couldn't relate to his clients the way he did. Mm -hmm. So he encouraged me. To actually get into civil litigation. He's, he's a criminal attorney. I'm a civil litigator. And so um, I got into law school. I did first year torts. I had I loved the class. Mm-hmm. I, I, what, what was the name of the class, by the way? Torts. Just, torts? Just, what does that mean? It's, it's a wrong against another person. So you think of battery, which mm-hmm. is punching another person in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, not criminal but you're you're gonna sue them. Just oh, okay. So I, I, think, I think the main dis- distinction is criminal. You have the state uh-huh. or some type of government entity going yeah. after yeah. you as as a defendant to uh, basically enact y- for an act, but yeah. to and the punishment is to basically um, what's the term I'm looking for to uh, to pay to to reimburse society at large. I'll give you a disclaimer. Um, I'm not an attorney. This isn't legal advice. <laughs> but but torts is more of a civil action. It's mm-hmm. more of a a, a a person, the individual going after you okay. for doing them wrong. So a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of criminal acts do rise to a, a civil a secondary. action. Yeah, a yeah. civil action yeah. for sure. But then when you go after someone civilly, really, you're going. You're, all you're going after is money. Money. Okay. You're not trying to send them to jail. Or yeah, anything. that's that's the crime. That's the criminal aspect. That's the state's uh, yeah. responsibility. Okay. So that's that, yeah. Okay, cool. So back again, like I said, our first mission is the um, EEOC, which is basically Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. It was established by the Civil Rights Act of 1964, mm-hmm. and it was to like enforce enforce civil rights laws against like worse workplace discrimination. And that includes race, color, national origin, religion, sex, age, disability, sexual orientation, gender identity, genetic information, and retaliation for reporting slash participating. So what is your, I guess, understanding of the EEOC in your current role? How do you, I guess, interface with them? Okay. So a lot of times people will come to us 
when they're working for a company mm-hmm. and they think there may be some type of race or color discrimination at play, mm-hmm. they'll call us up. They'll explain to us what's going on. Yeah. And I'll either say, you know, email HR, go talk to HR, have a conversation with them. Or I'll say, you know, it's time to file a charge with the EEOC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe you put it in the notes somewhere, but um, I'll encourage them to file a charge within 180 days mm-hmm. of the last what the attorney thinks or what the party thinks is the discriminatory act. So that's us talking to them about the EEOC, mm-hmm. taking the first step, filing the EEOC um, charge of discrimination. And then once they file that charge, um, you know, perhaps the EEOC investigator may want to have a meeting with them mm-hmm. about the facts of the case. Sometimes we'll get on a call with them that way. Um other times, uh, the EEOC will recommend mediation. Mm-hmm. We'll go into mediation with them and pretty much kind of just hold their hand through the EEOC process. Sometimes the investigator will say, hey, do you have any documents? If they have hired um, us mm-hmm. or me as their attorney, then the EEOC investigator is emailing me. Okay. They're not emailing the person anymore. And, and I'll even say, do not talk to my client anymore. You talk to me. Okay. So that's kind of how it works. Yeah, because I was wondering about like the whole interface. So like uh-huh. basically you're the uh, communication point from uh, client to the EEOC. Yes. So, you, so you're basically just representing that individual. Absolutely. Talking back and forth with the EEOC. Absolutely. So what's it like working with them? I'm just like, do they have high turnover? It's the same person, the same position. Yep. Like how do people get on with the <laughs> EEOC? Do they get cut out and stuff when we get a new president like how how do they like are, necessarily are you dealing function? with attorneys um maybe there are attorneys at one time but it just sounds like the cloud to me no <laughs> the cloud. to me i think there are people that may have worked in hr but the i usually work with the eeoc investigators okay. so they're okay. so they're kind of like adjusters with, with insurance companies yeah so okay. the eeoc is a government agency yeah. and if you think about it if everyone who had a slight inkling that that discrimination was happening in the workplace, filed a lawsuit, our courts would be so full. They would slam. be full. Yeah. So the EEOC, I, I think they're doing a pretty good job to be from from what I see. Mm-hmm. Um and helping people just resolve. Like yeah. it, it's it's a problem solving session. It sounds it, like it's, HR it's, for it's the, arbitration. For the nation. Like. Yeah. It's kind of like arbitration. It's it's yeah, it's a step. It's your last step before um going to court. Nice. Yeah. So do y'all typically go to court or y'all try and prevent it? Just because like criminal law, they try and like, oh, let me give you a plea deal. So we don't have to go to court. Like what is like kind of like the standard? Do they try and go for, what is it when uh, mediation? Do they just go for mediation or do they like aim for trial? Like what do most? It depends on the facts of the case. If our client has really strong facts. And when I say strong facts, I mean evidence. I mean. Recorded messages. Perhaps perhaps recorded messages, emails. Facebook posts. Facebook posts, all of that. What what's your evidence? If you don't, you know, maybe we'll say, I this is your evidence. Mm -hmm. And this is this is where the attorney comes into play, first of all. This is where someone who had similar evidence went to court and they lost or they won. Mm -hmm. So that um it it just depends on the facts of the case, and we have to just analogize, analyze each fact. So, what are y'all communications to like? Um, what do they call those things? The, the unions. 
How do y'all mm. work with unions and stuff like that in the EEOC? Because I'm just like, why aren't all the good cops out there reporting all these bad cops? They can just go directly to the EEOC and flush them all out. If the unions aren't doing what they need to do and you have to look Clearly into the not. union agreement, yeah. you have to look into the union agreement, then, mm-hmm. we'll, then we'll step in. But if they're there, if they can communicate with them, we definitely encourage that. So... It's so different with each person. Um, sometimes they need us. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes the the facts are not some. The circumstances aren't ripe for litigation. We have mm-hmm. to wait. Um, so that's why. And and I was going to say this later. That's why you you really just need to call an attorney. Hmm. So speaking of like seeking legal advice, how do you know? A good discrimination attorney. Well, no. <laughs> How do you know if you have a case? So yeah, that's that's challenge so number I'm, three. I'm a Latino and mm-hmm. I apply for a job, or I'm working for you, and then you let me go. What 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 facts are you looking for as a discrimination law attorney? Evidence that, that would trigger, uh, I guess, a the a, different a, tiers. A, a good a good, a good case a good claim. Yeah. yeah. If someone who is unlike you. And race, sex, national origin, uh, age, disability, um, sexual orientation is being treated better than you. Or Does it have to be so, explicit or implicit? Wait, hold, 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 hold. how do you, how do you, how do you find those facts? So if if I've been discriminated against, how do I prove to you as a as a potential client that this person who is the opposite of me or similar to, to me in qualifications? They're treating better. How do I prove that without litigation and what, I guess, in legal sense, discovery? How, how did we even cross that bridge? Yeah, because if you look at the mm-hmm. the pay gap between men and women, clearly y'all being paid less. So why aren't the all courts, women? That's what I'm saying. Suit. Why why aren't the courts being filled up with this stuff? Like, how do you obtain this proof? Well, sometimes, so say a pay gap, a lot of people learn by just talking to their coworkers. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I get paid 60000 You're getting paid 90000 Like, what? What's going on here? So do those it, it, does employees, fellow employees have to come on the record or sign an affidavit? No. Sometimes, sometimes you just obtain the facts and you just file the lawsuit. And then you just say, hey, I think through discovery, we could prove A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then you try and make it past summary judgment to trial. Or you, and do those empl- potential employees who share that they make more have to come forward though, and, and like and, be witnesses, and cooperate? Yeah, yeah and uh, cooperate. What? Yeah, they do. Yeah. So well, some well sometimes, yeah. So if they're not willing, you're basically screwed. Mm, not necessarily because you can get court ordered to request a company release that information. Yeah, or through discovery, you can just play nicely and say, "Hey, give us you know the personnel file or the oh, you know, okay." The, the, pay statements or whatever of the other employees in these similar positions right do you guys partner with like uh indeed or linkedin just because like i know they ask a lot of these uh people like their salary uh pay and stuff like that because i'm just like man like next job i get hired at i'm just post my uh pay stub (laughs) on the like lunchroom thing and if somebody's in the same job and i make more or i make less hey come holler at me no we no? don't. We don't. We just. We just work with our clients. Oh, I'm so. just like, I'm just looking as like, oh, I'm about to walk in the kitchen and turn on the light, and all these roaches about to run out. Like, <laughs> no. that's just what I'm thinking. <laughs> no. So this is what happens. Somebody comes to us and they say, um, so like I had say I had one client come to me. Mm-hmm. I was called the N word at work. Okay, and. 
will say, okay, it's time to file an EEOC charge. Quick question. If you physically assault that person for calling you that, does that dismiss your claim? No. Okay, good. I still ca- called you the I ain't hit nobody, though. Why you retaliate? But, I'm just but, asking. But just because <laughs> just because when, when somebody says that word, you have to be prepared for the extremes that comes with the consequences. I'll tell you how I learned today from a fellow client. For every action... There's a reaction. But it's I not like always that. equal and opposite. It depends no, no. on who you're talking to. It doesn't matter. It's just a reaction. That's all. Yeah. But yeah, it's I not agree. equal and opposite. I agree. Because some people yeah. will lay you the fuck out. They'll knock you the hell that. out. Yeah. 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 That. Well, we definitely discourage our clients from doing anything not good. We we want to say, you know, if you're thinking about marching towards mm-hmm. trial, you don't want to do anything to jeopardize your case. To jeopardize your c- case and in front of your peers. Okay. In North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Your peers <laughs> and who are your peers in North Carolina? Think about it. Are they are they a bunch of black people? No. Yeah. We're oh North, yeah, you yeah. Guys, are they a bunch of conservatives? Y'all low key yes. sound like publicists. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> oh, we do. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't go that far. But. Like, I mean, some some of the responsibilities, though. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the way we have to, we have to be aware of of the process, and the process yeah. is bringing in the jury who or your peers. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so back to like, um, kind of like challenge was number two, but it's I mean it's number three, but it's number two now. How you were saying, DJ? How do you know if you have a case? So earlier you mentioned you have to uh, file within 180 days of the incident. So how do you file something with the EEOC? Okay, so let me tell you. So do you do, wait before you start? Do you need an attorney to do this, or can you no? Do? You can do it on your own. Okay. If you go to the EEOC website, I, I think there there's a button. There should be a button you it's can press. All about buttons. Button you mm-hmm. can press, or a number you could call that will tell you how to file a charge. Okay. Since things got a little crazy in the pandemic, and pandemic. some people, yeah, the pandemic, <laughs> the pandemic. Yeah. Where, I love it. People came to me, and I was like, okay, I can just draft this charge for you mm-hmm. and I emailed it in mm-hmm. straight to the investigator. I don't know if they're still doing that. Um, but honestly I'm gonna do it as long as they let me until Damn they're right. like Okay. Okay, your do it. your client needs to just do it the right way. Um but yeah, call a number or go to the website and it will walk you through the process. You don't need an attorney to file a charge. Um but you might want an attorney from that point forward to kind of tell you what's going on and just think about the prices for each attorney. So, so okay. uh, how much? Oh yeah, how do how you guys work? Because I know yeah, um, is it some, contingency? Yes, and contingency <laughs> meaning for the listeners out there, thirty three percent that the uh, that the attorney normally does not recover anything unless they win something on your behalf, and and if they do, then they charge. I'm assuming a mm-hmm. third. Yeah, it depends on the facts of the case. So I my the law partners always decide mm-hmm. i don't decide anything i'll sometimes i'll just ask could just you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're just, just an associate I, i'm just i'm just an associate <laughs> sometimes i'll say these are the facts and the partner will be like 35 percent. sometimes she'll be like, oh you can 30%. charge more than 33.33 yeah and wow. yeah a lot and a lot of um and a lot of attorneys do um so i think we charge a little less for sexual harassment i don't know why and i should probably ask um, Probably because women make less, and I'm pretty sure yeah. it's mostly women who come forward with the sexual 
um, what you call it, allegations and stuff like that. That's interesting. Per, yeah. per, that's, perhaps. It makes sense. Just, perhaps. Good point. I mean, I'm just assuming. But or the potential or how much we think it might settle for. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anywhere from I've seen 30 to 35% contingency. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's all contingency, and it just ranges really from twenty to maybe thirty five percent, if not more. Yeah. more. yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I know a couple. I mean, we see like world star videos and stuff like that. One thing that's pretty prominent is like hair. Like yeah, a lot of people whoa, whoa, whoa. are coming what, after what, people. What's a world star? You've never <laughs> heard of world star? I'll show you after this, Eddie Day. Jesus. For the listeners who don't know, can you please explain? It's a website with entertainment. It sounds videos. like a pornographic. No, no, chill. <laughs> Listen, we got. I'm gonna have to break that out. No, that's a, that's a term. That's a legal term. I don't know. It is a regular term. I don't know. Pornographic. That's a that's a regular this term. This is rated R, people. <laughs> that's, that's a regular oh term. My goodness. But no, like, do you see a lot of cases with like hair and stuff like that because it's becoming more prominent? Like hair. Yeah, uh, African Americans they can dread their hair, so you 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 can see videos where um, these referees will make athletes cut their hair before they can actually perform, or women um, being um, exercised just because of the hairstyle that they choose to come into work. I tell you what's my favorite. Speaking of hair, I don't mean to steal your thunder. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it is a concern in the community. Another concern in the community, I think, is it's really Take your time. Saria Williams, she made a great point because all the men players in tennis are free to take off their shirt and and they don't have any undershirt. Mm -hmm. Their titties are showing, right? Man titties are showing. Yeah. And and then, you know, if a woman does anything to reveal some extra cleavage, it's a big deal. I'm not sure if they get fined or they get hit with points. I don't know. Yeah. But it's a big deal. And it shouldn't be. Yeah. Right? If a man can take off his damn shirt and just sit there just to air out, well, damn it, the woman could do it too with or without a bra. I, I don't care. I think with a bra, not without. Just because <laughs> Now those you are, sound like the people. Who no, are those are sex. Okay, okay, okay. If you look at it, women have two sexual organs. We only have one. I don't really know. I mean, I, I'm just I'm saying I, I would keep the bra on, but <laughs> I don't know. So the other day I was running, okay. and, and I think you and I were running together. I think this was yesterday. Actually. You were ahead of me. I'm not in shape anymore, but yes. That's not the point. Okay. The point is that <laughs> in front of us, did you see that one male walk in front of us just complete brawless? Right, brawless. Men older, don't wear brawls. Older, and I was playing Pokemon Go. So older, no. older man, <laughs> brawless, just streaking <laughs> really down the freaking the streets, and and, and uh, you know, I would love to see women that way because I think it's okay. I, now you just <laughs> sound like a horny little monster. <laughs> oh, my, that's not what you I. That's, let's edit that. Let's edit that. <laughs> that's not what I mean. What I mean is. It should be allowed. It should be okay. But if we were to see women running down brawless, um, it would be a problem for a lot of people. And it shouldn't be. Okay. okay. It's up there with men running around pantsless, dude. Okay. All right. Eddie J. I don't disagree. Okay. We off topic. But anyway, let's let's reel it in. Let's reel it in. So so what does... winning look like in a case like is it money an apology required training for the organization like what does well, winning typically look like can i answer the hair question oh yeah yeah back yeah, to the yeah, dreads yeah, yeah. back to the, the dreads the, the hair question the only time I've, I've seen hair become a problem I've, I've only had one case so i've been a licensed attorney for about a year and a half i've only seen one case 
And she was um, being picked on for her afro. Okay. Mm-hmm. They were calling her Michael Jackson. She was wearing her hair. Now. Harassment. Harassment. Mm-hmm. It contribute to what we call a hostile work environment. Yep. When there's a hostile work environment, um, in order to bring a claim, you have to be able to say, you know, it was just so bad. I had no choice but to quit. It was, mm-hmm. it was just so bad. So, you know, her, her coworkers were picking on her for her, her natural hair. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it came up. Yeah. Um, I have not had any cases where somebody said, oh, my boss or someone said, I can't wear my, wear my yeah, braids. Yeah. Um, or my bra. Or the bra. The oh thing about God. the bra and the shirt thing, it's like, okay, you want to go to court for that? Who Who's going to be your judge? What's going to be your evidence? What's your case law? Who's your jury? You have to th- take all these things into consideration. It's an uphill battle, ADJ. Chill. It's, it's an uphill battle. <laughs> Listen, right I'm, all, I'm all about the bra list folks right out there. Now. But you might be able to find an attorney to take the case for you. So, all right. <laughs> 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 but I know I think that pretty much this is the hair though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what does winning look like? Is it money? Is it a public apology? Is it like required training? A little bit of both. Changes on HR everything. policies? Like what can you like ask for as far as winning? I think for attorneys, it looks like good case law. And when we say good case law, we mean the court said something to help attorneys with future uh, cases, yeah. Cases like uh, the Bostock case last year, mm-hmm. where they where they ruled that um, it's uh, unlawful unlawful for employers to discriminate against um, employees based on their sexuality. So, if like you, orientation, like if yes. you're, oh, okay. So, so if if you are gay, that falls into the category of sex discrimination. How does that work with the uh, army, though? I'm not sure. What do you because, mean? Because um, <sighs> never mind. They just not allowing women to enroll, or did they change that? I've no idea. Maybe I know I Donald Trump says up. something. He says a lot know. of things. But oh, yeah, back to orientation. You said sexual orientation. Yeah. So so good case law. So look up the Bostock case. Everyone should read it. Um, but for us, a win looks like. I mean, to me, it looks like money. Question for the Bostock case, is it just for homosexuals or is there for like, um, I don't remember all the LD, like, is it for like people who, uh, like natural born women, people who are trans, like, does it protect those individuals also or is it just for homosexuals, that that one case? Uh, I think for that one case, it was specific to uh, the person's sexuality, but there's other cases that would be helpful to say um to say i'm i'm not sure what's politically mm-hmm. correct a trans person or a mm-hmm. trans woman or a trans man if um, one of our listeners are please get in contact with us we would love to have you on the episode to educate us absolutely yeah. educate us about the terminology yeah um but if you're being bullied because say you don't quote unquote act like a man yeah, or yeah. dress like a man I believe that's the price waterhouse case okay so if if you're not acting woman enough if you're not acting man enough and you're being bullied for that what about acting human enough well that's, the that's thing. why so, you're getting sued yeah. because you're not being nice yeah right you should be nice to people right okay i mean that answers my questions yeah so my next one though 
just because like we do have, I guess now I'm not sure, but there's like teenage workers and stuff. How would you prepare your kids to be able to recognize uh, if they have a case or not? Like what key signs or things would you prepare them for in the workplace to know if they're being like discriminated against? Our kids, I I would actually kind of say the same thing to the kids as I would say to the The adults, really? Adults, because kids are are very intelligent. And I think if something feels off, then it probably is. It probably is. And it's worth saying something. There are so many clients we've had where it was like a close case, like maybe they could have had a lawsuit, but not really. Mm -hmm. But I was so glad that they asked. So if, if something is off, Write it down. Send an email about it. Consult an attorney. Um, so if if you feel like something's off, say something. Don't just hold it in and, mm-hmm. and bottle it up. Con- go to someone that you trust, whether it's at work, whether it's not at work, but tell somebody. Okay. Yeah. So I do have a question. This comes from our Instagram follower, Get Gene. Are there types of discrimination that aren't protected currently? Ooh. I'm trying to think. That's a good question. Well, there's all yeah, types. Really there's all types of discrimination. I mean, I read the, the description. They they got race, color, national origin, religion, sex, age, disability, sexual right. orientation, gender. Because um, I, I did a little research myself just to prepare. I saw like in 2012, Home Depot paid uh, 100k to a cashier that was fired for cancer. So it seems like medical conditions are also a part of that too, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that falls into... Um, disability? Yeah, disability. Yeah, dis- disability, right. So yeah. that, that falls into disability. But you can... Okay, so when you say discrimination, you're mm-hmm. usually talking about race, color, national origin. Yeah, I mean, that. that's what most people think of, but yeah. there's other ways that you can be discriminated against too. I mean, literally anything. Some, I mean, you could say there's discriminating against me because I'm wearing a blue shirt and all of them are wearing black shirts. I'm different you're just you're discriminating but Mm -hmm. when you say the word discrimination you're usually tying that to race color national origin there may be other types of discrimination that that come about you know as you go through the years Mm -hmm. but I mean, I'm just trying to think of some off the top of my head. I don't know. I'm Another case I saw was pretty cool was Walmart uh, lost for disability discrimination because they failed to hire a deaf person because they didn't hire an interpreter, which is crazy. That, that falls into disability as well. Yeah. I think I wrote down some notes. So, okay, so if you have like a, a disability. So at the beginning of 2020... A man called us and he, um, it was right when, when COVID started, we didn't, mm-hmm. we weren't really clear about the mask thing. His employer wanted him to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. He said, I can't wear a mask. I have asthma. I can't breathe. Y'all don't keep the AC on yeah. and I don't want to wear a mask. Ooh. So, to, so my solution was, okay, he needs one of those, those screens, face shields, those, or, those yeah. face shields. And, you know, maybe put them, you know, off a little bit further if he yeah. didn't put him at a disadvantage. That is a reasonable accommodation. So I wrote a letter saying, hey, you know, under the ADAAA, you have to make this reasonable accommodation. Yeah. yeah, accommodation if it doesn't cause you undue hardship. Undue hardship means money, extremely inconvenient. Um, there has to be a conversation about it. And so um, that's what's going on usually when when you talk about somebody who has a disability or has a medical condition and the employer is being quote unquote inconvenient. Difficult. Yeah, hmm. difficult and they're being inconvenienced. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So in your expertise, 
Um, I'm trying to think if we're going on to a next. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is kind of going to challenge number three, what it's like being a discrimination attorney. So what companies do you repeatedly see being sued? <laughs> I don't know if she can say that. Can you? I, I can say the category. <laughs> yeah, the category. A lot of hospitals. Um, a lot of retail. S- yeah, retail, school, school system. I mean. Oh, it- government entities? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I'll tell you about is it, a story are, are, I have off Aren't there air. some special immunity um, protections for these government entities? Sure, but I mean, that doesn't mean that they don't have to follow Title Seven, yeah. right? So, um, I mean, yeah. But, wait, that's a good, interesting question. If if Who pays for that? Is it taxpayers? Probably, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dang. Dang. We got to do better. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I don't care as long as our client gets some money. I bet you give do. Yeah, put yeah. all my taxes <laughs> in the county. Give give us, us, our taxes are going up. Give give us what they give, give us what they deserve. Um, yeah, so pretty much anywhere you look, if you look up and you see a specific hospital sign or store sign, mm-hmm. those people. And and really, I mean, as a civil attorney, you you want to be smart and you want to go after the people with the most money like you're not gonna sue joe yeah. from down the street i mean for uh, if you want a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars you're not gonna sue joe from down the street he doesn't yeah. not have the money yeah Spe- okay speaking of the money though what does that what does that money do pain and pers- suffering for who was for the person who's discriminated how is yeah. that supposed house. to make them whole again so in my profession for folks who are injured the idea is that they, that's physical though that's like physical that's stuff. right i that's feel like right. this is yeah. and, like and some of it's mental some of it's mental yeah, it yeah, can yeah. be but but in the discrimination sense how does the 200k i guess uh, what is that supposed to do for the person is it more about penalizing the company or is it more about making that person whole, whole. Again? and that goes back to to the torts conversation that mm-hmm. we were having earlier—it's about make the make whole relief. Like you, you want you want to try and put that person in the place that they were bef- before the injury. Okay. And but I mean, money doesn't really do that. If somebody called you the N word, yeah. if you were subjected to sexual harassment, are you really going to be whole again? That's a probably not. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I mean, you can maybe you can buy some stuff. You can you can pay off some debt, but I mean, that's, that's at the end of the day, it still impacts you. Yeah, it's a scar. It, it's a scar that 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 I don't think money can cover up, and that's just the sad part about practicing law. Yeah. So what can that's these right. what can these organizations do to reduce the number of cases? Just because I don't see why these organizations aren't reaching out to the EEOC and these. HR organizations aren't working hand in hand with them to prevent stuff like this from happening. Like, are there free trainings and all the other stuff to educate these companies? Like, I don't know if the EEOC gives free trainings. Um, I don't. I don't really look at them in that capacity. But I know that their website and I think their blog has. Mm-hmm. They have like press releases and, and articles and whatever else they come out with all the time. So use the EEOC website, maybe even call over there. Um, they have resources. They will tell you, your, um, you know, you know, if you have a case or what you can do if you think you have a case. Um, so there's that. But usually companies have an in-house counsel. Legal department. Yeah, a legal department. They have an HR department. Both of them should know the laws. And then they also have outside counsel who are the people that march towards trial. They need to ask HR, legal department, 
before they do anything stupid. Okay. And they should also make sure that their supervisors are, I guess, responsible people. Yeah. But in order to prevent things from happening, it's, I mean, I hate to get all touchy-feely, but it's really a heart issue. Like, you're you're a human. Like, you know you should not call somebody the N-word. Nah, not necessarily. Just because most privileged people don't know they're privileged and most prejudiced people don't realize they're being prejudiced. But it goes back to be a heart issue. So if, if if your heart changes so that you feel compassion towards people who are not like you... But that's the thing. They haven't had any type of discipline to let them know that that's the wrong thing to do. Just because right. <clears throat> throughout their life, they've not been re- rewarded, but their actions and choices have been enforced by society. Right. So by... On how they're being treated and viewed in society, they think it's a norm and correct thing. Yeah, to they do. haven't been quietly, uh, quite uh, punished. Yeah, for those uh, they don't know it's wrong, yeah. right? Yeah. But punishment still isn't not going to, to necessarily fix them. Yeah, fix them. Because that was my thing. Like that's why I asked, "What does winning look like?" Just because, like, does that really rehabilitate the person who committed the act no. by paying money? Like, no, yeah. it doesn't. I mean, simply put, it just does not. I mean, maybe they'll feel a little bit better. Yeah. And they could feel like they could move on and that they did everything they can, but the answer is no. So what law changes would make your job easier? Mm, I guess they could they could make the burden a little bit easier. Like sometimes courts will say, Oh, that doesn't really that doesn't really count. Give us an us. example. Mm. Basically it sounds like they should be more explicit. Because because as a business owner, uh-huh. I, I can mm-hmm. I can say that, hey, if I'm trying to hire someone or I let someone go mm-hmm. who happens to be, for this example, of color, um, and then you're saying that potentially make it easier to sue me, uh, you have to balance society and the economy with yeah. the individuals and the employees. I'm not saying one's right or wrong, but you have to balance it. Yeah. And so um, where do you draw the line? Uh, well, a lot of things would make our jobs easier. First of all, it would be easier if I was probably practicing in California because guess what? Our judges and our opposing counsel and our juries would be different. They would have different attitudes. Uh, They would have different different beliefs. So yeah, it just depends. I mean, we're we're practicing this this Basically more progressive, more progressive people. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. So we got to wrap this up. Okay, the the, the press is on. Um, so I do, I do have. Well, one is a comment, and then one is a question. Uh, okay. How has the Black Lives Matter movement impacted business? Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, that is a good question. Um, well, I think people are more aware, mm-hmm. and when I say people, I mean juries, I mean um, supervisors, people in the workplace. So, so it helps that this. Black Lives yeah. Movement is educating people it, in yeah. a way. It's, yeah. it's educating people. It may, perhaps, maybe it's preventing people from doing the wrong thing yeah. or discriminating. It's like maybe they'll think twice about it now. Yeah. Maybe. But One I, thing but that kind of upsets me is just because, like, the legislation just got passed today to protect Asian individuals. Mm-hmm. But African-Americans have been fighting for the same type of rights for 400 years, and we still haven't gotten that. Which mm-hmm. I'm like, how does America not see that? Like, you give the Asian community this. How do you not see that the black community is impacted the same way? So how do you not give us the same protections? Which is one thing that I was like, 
it befuddled me when Kamala Harris said America isn't racist. I'm just like, just saying something does not make something true. If America was not racist, we would not have the outcomes and consequences that we have. Like how when we have these mass shootings, like, oh, it's not American. If it was not American, it would not be happening here. But clearly it is. You can't yeah. just like hush something away. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. It's it's why I have a job because people are <laughs> sexist and racist yeah. and I mean it 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 really is a centuries long fight and it goes on. We we are not in a shortage of discrimination cases. So it keeps us employed. Sue, yeah. if if you think you're you've been subjected to discrimination, talk to an attorney, go visit the EEOC website. Even if it's small, I'll put it in the show notes. Small. Yeah, even if it, no matter how small or how large, class action or not, class action means there's more than I think the rule is what, 15, 20? I can't remember anymore. Uh, several people mm-hmm. um, who, who, who may be discriminated against in some way. Yeah, definitely. Contact an attorney just, just, just for an opinion to see if you have a claim or not. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's it. Anything else, Keisha? Nothing else. That's all. Thanks Eddie for J. having me. No, no we happy I mean, to have you. The only thing I would say is, uh, Keisha, thank you so much for being a guest. We thank appreciate you for your time you. coming on to the show. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate you. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here. You're welcome. All right. Thanks. thanks again for our listeners for tuning in. Please follow us on TikTok and, TikTok and Instagram at In the Trenches Podcast. Uh, if you would like to have some feedback or leave us a little voicemail, please call us at 704-561-1428. We listen to all the voicemails. We might include you on the upcoming episode. Returning listeners, tell a friend to tell a friend. And new listeners, please subscribe, rate, and leave us a five-star review if you're on Apple Podcasts. And we're out. Peace. Pandemic. Hey, pandemic. 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 <laughs>